Hey, what's good with y'all? Y'all now listening to another episode of the Trending Topics Podcast Series with your host, Trey Hendon. you that run from it there's no boogeyman it ain't coming to hurt you i think acceptance is somewhat of a virtue to look your truth dead in the face without trying to escape the regret or disgrace i write these words aimlessly but not without hope that somehow i'll stumble on something that's dope a clever little line a thought to provoke myself and that listener digging for quotes hello i don't even know if somebody gonna hear this guy Welcome, welcome, welcome back to another episode of the Trending Topics podcast series. It's been way too long, man. I Look, it's been a minute since I've been able to talk to y'all and sit down and, you know, really... I think that ties into this episode. It's, it's been living the American dream. So I've been too busy living the American dream that I've been, you know, I've been away from y'all. <laughs> been away from really giving y'all the message of what I was on the original journey of doing. But here we are, baby, live and well for another episode. Season two, we are here. We are live. We are well. God has been blessing us, but God has definitely been testing us too. <laughs> and that's okay. That's okay. Look, as long as you can be aware of where you are and aware of your situation and where he has you, You'll be good. You'll be good. But I think when we get lost in the sauce, when you think that your whole entire life is your job, your career, even if you don't want to admit it, it is. Because think about what do you do when you get off work? I'll wait. The list ain't long because you're tired. (laughs) You're tired. You don't want to do that much. When you're tired from work and then you don't have the energy to really go and invest time and other energy and effort into your own passions, desires, things that you actually enjoy doing, things that make you you, you kind of forget about that. That goes to the wayside. Then you become so bitter. Like, I was so bitter. Like, bro, I work in corporate America. So if you allow the job to make you do that, it'll do that. Like, if you give a pig a pancake or if you give a mouse a cookie, they always go and want more. It's always they'll take as much as they can get. So the more you give them, the more you allow them to, like, have that space in your head rent free. You're thinking about work after work. You're thinking about work like, you know, when you're with your family and you think, like, your career is all this big and bad, bro. Life, family, spending time with those that care about you, that actually love you, bro. I have literally witnessed in corporate America, like, I went to work at the factory when it was on strike. And long story short... The week before I got there, bro, some dude went out to his car after his shift, and he literally had a heart attack in his car and died. He didn't even get to go home and say bye to his loved one, say bye to his wife, who was waiting for him after he just worked his butt off all day. Nah, you know, he died in his work parking lot. So the company just keeps going. Like, a company's not about to stop for you and then slow down because you just passed away. They're going to keep going and making money. That's the capitalistic structure we're in. So if you understand that they don't really care about you as much as, you know, they think they put on and lit on, then I think you'll be a little more happy. So start taking work in your career for what it is. Utilize it to help you get to the positions that you want to get to. But don't don't make it a personality trait. Please do not make work a personality trait because I know you know. A couple. I'm not going to name names, but (laughs) I know, you know, a couple that's definitely bringing their personality, you know, from work to home. And that's all they do. That's all they talk about. That's all they know. You don't have any side conversations. You don't have any like, you know, 
water jug conversations where y'all at getting coffee, you know, nothing that's just random, sporadic. You can't hear nothing about the kid. And that's another thing. I was going to say kids. In this job that I'm in, having so many different types of, like, people I'm working with is really insane because I'm not working with anybody that's really in my demographic. One, race, ethnicity. Two, age. Three, like, filing taxes are you single married divorced a lot of these mugs is engaged and the older people like you know my parents age some of them is divorced too so they experienced a lot split parent households a lot of that difference they live a lot of different lives the reason why i'm bringing that up is because like when you go on work trips you get invited to do a lot of things like you get invited to go to dinners you get invited to go out to have a drink you get invited to really just go out and like you know it's really networking is what it is at the end of the day but that can also get tiring <laughs> as good as you're supposed to be at it and as much as you're supposed to do it like that still doesn't mean it doesn't get tiring like you just get to the point where you're like okay yeah I, i've been with you all day we've met at the office at about 7 45 8 a.m we got lunch together um we worked all day talked all day and then we get off at five so just want to let you know we've been together all day and then these people have like wives at home kids at home so i mean not to be me, but this is really like, you know, a highlight of their day. Like, I really feel like I'm the young, fresh, you know, breath of fresh air that really gets them up and going. Wants them to like stay out a little bit later. Now we kick it. Like, I'm not gonna lie. I kick it with some of the older dudes that I work with and they fun. They had a good time. But it's also times you got to like have boundaries and draw a line. Like, you know, you got to be able to go to bed, bro, because at the end of the day, a lot of them are the ones that are going to be sitting in the meetings and like retaining the information that you give them. Those are the big wigs that go and make decisions based off of the information you bring them. I'm the one getting the information, so I have to give, you know, quality information throughout these meetings. So I can't come sloshed. I can't really get, you know, faded the night before. I can't go and kick it. So when I go out, it's not like I'm in really enjoying myself. It's a networking event. Like, I don't get to let loose. It's not like I can just go and kick it with the boys. Even with the boys, yeah, you're still on your piece of cues. You take care of each other. You make sure each other is good. Y'all can get home safe and everything's copacetic. But when you out with work people, bro, like you – I, I'm not going to say you, I, based off of can't just go buck wild, bro. Like, as just is what it is. I'm one of three people doing what I'm doing in North America. And actually one of two because the third one is like a whole manager of a territory. So they, my boss, they, they're like my boss's level. So in the industry, I'm in, it's only three of us. But overall, like doing what I'm doing, it's only two people that look like me doing what I'm doing in North America for a Fortune 500 company. So it's pretty cool. It's also fun. It's a little daunting at times realizing, like, you are the youngest in the game doing this. And also, you got to be the number one in North America. Like, you did that. Like, within seven months of me being out here, I got placed back in June. Like, fortunately, my people performed well enough over Target, and I got to be the number one sales rep in North America. But, you know, it's crazy because they don't even label you as a sales rep. The whole time, I don't make no commission. I get salary pay which is you know you get paid monthly and then once a year you get a chance to go and get a bonus and then your individual performance has some kind of way to impact in that but not really because i got to be the number one in north america and i gotta just expect it for my performance because my reasoning was that i wasn't in my position long enough but in my opinion that's like not sponsoring travis hunter for going out and balling you you put him in the game you put me in the game and i performed i don't think you know experience 
um, should outweigh what you actually do. Men and women lie, but numbers don't. So when you're performing at this level, when you're performing at a higher level, I think you should be able to ask more from, you know, your company and challenge them because, I mean, you're bringing that to the table. It's literally in the pudding. Like, it's – I can bring it up. I can have a business case for it. I can really go to bat and argue. I should have went to law school and said I really should go be a lawyer. <laughs> no, nah, because I do like arguing, but I only like arguing valid – points that actually have a point of emphasis like you should definitely be paid what you bring to the table like there should be no oh we're just gonna pay you this for diversity and inclusion purposes no because hey sir you do a damn good job at what you do we're gonna pay you your value not what we think the market and industry is paying for what we're gonna label your job as because that's another thing job titles People will get you caught up in job titles, trying to go chase like to the top. You want to go get to be the manager of this. You want to be the district CEO of that. Like you want to be the um, comptroller. Like why do you go want to go work for somebody else? Why are you in such a hurry and such like a, oh my gosh, got this carrot in front of your face to go work and do all of this for somebody else? At the end of the day, you don't own any of this. Like, yeah, you could probably get some stock options. You'll have a, quite a bit of equity if you work your way up in the company. Great. But also still then, 25 years in, 30 years in, and you're still not a CEO. You still don't own part of the company. You are still making a, you know, pretty healthy chunk of change. Don't get me wrong. I'm not stupid. But in the same breath, like, what do you own? What are your assets? Like, what's to your name? Like, when you leave, like, let's say you just, you know, God forbid, you just go. But what do your children have? All the money? Do they just have money, liquid money? Or do they have something that's like a business process that's already running? Something that you taught them, something that you could bring them up on? Now, I don't know. I don't know if people like, you know, really look to do that. I don't know if people really think about their kids as much in this day and age because I don't even have kids and I think about them. <laughs> so that's the thing with me is I, I think for the future and you should always be where your feet are. You should always be present 1000% because I think people, like I said, that want to go live that American dream, want to go get the picket fence and go get married and have two kids and a dog like right now and be in one location for the rest of their life and dang, they never move out of their hometown. Nothing wrong with that. But there's more to life outside of that. You feel <laughs> more to life outside of that than doing what you're doing consistently. Because I think I think we just get caught up in, hey, this is great. Settle down. Like, get married. Like, yes, you get married. Like, you know, I'm telling you, go, go out and be in the streets. I ain't telling you to go out and do no promiscuous behavior. You feel me? Ain't nobody condoning that. But I'm saying you got to go out and enjoy yourself. You got to go do what you like to do. If you don't go do what you like to do, how do you go and really figure out, like, who are your people? Like, who else is like-minded? Because all you do is work. You're going to be tired from working and just going to all these work events and networking and getting all these people in your phone. Yeah, it's a great growth opportunity to go and learn about new people, go and learn from new people, go and meet new people that can go and probably connect you to another job in the future. But once again, that's a job. That's a job working for somebody else. I think that you should also have something for yourself. I'm not telling you you need to be Jeff Bezos and then just cook up Amazon in your garage. Like, that's not normal. That's not normal behavior for anybody. But you should have a couple of forms of passive income that you have working for yourself. 401k, Roth IRA. Bro, I don't think people realize, like, if you have a 401k, you can borrow money from yourself. Interest-free, and it doesn't get counted on your income for taxes. You're literally paying yourself back. Why your 401k still builds, but you can borrow that money against it. But 
you need like financial instruments to be able to help you really grow your portfolio. So I think the 401k is huge. I mean, I got that with my company, so I got lucked out. But if you don't have that, like I'd invest in a Roth IRA right now if I'm young, because then you can instead of maybe, you know, borrowing against it, you can pull that money out because it's already taxed as it goes in. But then that money will be counted on your income for that year. So you got to be careful with the Roth. So it's a little different. So. You know, it's a couple of different investments. Everybody wants to just go do stocks. Everybody wants Bitcoin. Everybody wants Dogecoin. People want, um, you know, Logan Paul does the collectible Pokemon cars. Like people do things that will turn into valuable assets like shoes. I think my homie has so many shoes, bro. And like, I'm not going to name drop because, you know what I mean? The block is high. going to make the block high. But like, he got dang near like a room for just a shoe room. And I know probably you, everybody knows somebody that's got a shoe room like that, but like, those are assets. Like it ain't just no regular shoes either. Like he's got some, you dig. Like I told him one day, I said, bro, calculate it. How much bro? No cap upwards at 50, 60 K of his shoe. Cause he can go put a down payment on a house with his shoes because that's the kind of assets he built up. So I asked the kind of stuff I'm talking about. Are you doing things that are building, you know, equity? Like, cause that's all we really need. I'm honestly guilty of it. I'm really guilty of it because I'm throwing money away in rent, but also the place that I'm living in Washington, eh, the cost of living out here is ridiculous. I looked up the cheapest price of a home is $360,000. And that's in a place that's not so safe. That's not so, you know, welcoming, loving, caring. If I really want to go be in a safe neighborhood and get me a, a nice, like one to two bed, less than a thousand probably square foot crib four hundred fifty thousand dollars you want me to go no i'm not paying the down payment for that i'm not paying the mortgage for that and if i do a fha i'm not paying the pmi for that that's the mortgage insurance you got to pay every month because people want to preach oh get the fha go do the three and a half percent down they're not telling you about the added fees you're going to have to pay throughout the rest of the month because they're going to get their money like don't think just because you pay three and a half percent down you're saving an abundance of money yes you are because then you can allocate more money you know to like fix things up that you want that you wouldn't have to put towards the actual down payment that just sitting in escrow right now but my only beef is like companies definitely give you experience like they will get you experience and they will put you in front of things that'll give you an opportunity to grow it'll challenge you for sure it'll stress you out right then and there but it'll definitely help you grow that's that's no lie so i like that but also you could put that on a resume but what you can't do is put these compliments into a bank account you can't put all of the intangible things that you bring into the table into the bank account like bro they're not going to reward you for that they're going to reward you for going out of your way they're not going to reward you for doing more things that aren't in your job description they're not going to really reward you for that unless you speak up for yourself so go to bat for yourself like know when you actually are doing things that are valuable you're doing things that are actually measurable because if you can go back like i said men and women lie numbers don't so if you have the numbers you're good so that's just the moral of the story. But the thing is, the pay will come when you really, like I said, demand it. Like when you know your worth, when you know what you can do and you're bringing that to the table, you just need the right connection. You just need the right person to put you in place to succeed. That's all it really is. And sometimes your job doesn't do that. Sometimes your job doesn't put you in a position to succeed, but you still make it. <laughs> so back against the wall, you still make it. You feel me? So, I mean, you make it work. You make things happen. But I think you shouldn't depend on your one job. You should not depend on one job for like your sole income. If you are dependent on that 
and you don't have a savings, like, bro, let's say you get fired tomorrow. Like, what are you doing? What? I don't have any kids. All I have is a dog. So, fortunately, like, I'm I'm a road runner. I can do what it do. You feel me? <laughs> I don't have any obligations to sit down and, like, go and take care of kids or, you know, like, really give a girlfriend a piece of my time or a fiance. Because my, a lot of my coworkers are married and engaged and some divorced. But, like I said, yeah, a lot of them are at that stage in life where they go home and they're with their kids or they're with their significant others that they're married to. So you're spending a lot of that time that you used to do things alone in a shared environment. Like maybe you go to the gym with your partner now, like that's your thing. Maybe you guys go on walks with your dog together now, that's your thing. Instead of you just walking your dog and that's your quiet time during the sunset or the morning to start your day. Like these things change. So when people are like going to work, they have these work bonds because that's the only time they're away and essentially from those people that they're with all the time that they chose to do life with. So sometimes, you know, those work events are really their getaway. you got to go and, you know, help them, like really express themselves. Because sometimes they have conversations at home. Obviously, they're comfortable having like any conversation and divulging to their significant other. But it's just sometimes guys need to be guys, bro. That's just it just comes down to that. Sometimes dudes just need to have a beer, just have a drink, and just go out and just talk, bro. Like that that just what it comes down to. Ain't nothing wrong with that at all. So I love that one hundred percent, one thousand percent I'm for it. But no, it's other things that I think you should definitely go and take in accountability when you think about like jobs you're searching. Cause job titles, jobs will tell you, hey, we pay very competitively for this job title like amongst all industries you got to look at your actual job duties and what you're doing in that job and is that title accurate and reflective of that because if not you getting gypped <laughs> you getting gypped because i'm not gonna lie they call my job sales rep i'm not a sales rep because i don't make commission i am a sales manager because i manage 33 dealer locations that happen to you know accumulate the highest 10-year sales in December, and um, I just haven't received any kind of kudos or recognition for it. The dealer has. The dealer's made all that money and realized all of that. They've made all their, their dinero, but my same little care package every month is the same. I get a chance, though, to get once-a-year bonus, and the thing about the bonus is they want you to be grateful for it. You really have to be because it's not guaranteed. <laughs> so even if you go and kill it and have a great year, you're out and, you know, doing sales, you make record numbers, and the whole United States, the whole, you know, global, because I work for a global company. So you working for a global entity, you're publicly traded, everybody's got to make money. Everybody eats before you do. So you got to realize that when you incorporate, you can't take that personal. I don't take that personal. When I realized like the monster I was in, I was like, it's not even just my company. It's just like capitalistic America. So <laughs> you can't escape it. You go to any other Fortune 500 company, it's going to be there. But it's cool. Like some of the things they let you experience is pretty cool. Like I surfed in Hawaii for the first time this year. Would have never even gone to Hawaii, let alone surfed in Hawaii because I'm scared of sharks. Deathly scared of sharks. And I watched so many documentaries about why sharks go to Hawaii because of the warm waters. And then, you know, when they put a surfboard in front of me, like I just felt like I was on rocket power. And it was just time to go. You feel me? Like it was it was really time to go. I didn't think twice. Didn't didn't hesitate pay and it was only $30. $30 and I was out there for like 2 hours. <laughs> didn't have no lessons, didn't do, didn't need nothing. I swam out. I looked out, bro. I was legit about at least 3 football fields from shore. I was tripping. So 300 yards minimally from shore and these waves was busting. So I'm getting tired. I didn't realize it was that much 
shoulder work to get out in them waves because then you got to wait for it to go up and then you got to like it kind of brings you back into shore as you're pedaling out so it's crazy work and then you got to stand up and then like it's just a lot of core work great time though but like i said would not have experienced that if i did not work for corporate bro like they let me go see jurassic park where it was shot at a lot of the movies 51st dates all that shot in hawaii on oahu and like bro like getting to experience that is like second to none i'm not gonna lie like so getting you gotta get to see the both sides of it you can't just be like corporate is this it's just this monster that sucks like my corporate has suck oh my gosh bro like corporate Yes, it has its downfalls, but you have to use it for its benefits. If you don't use it for its benefits, they're going to keep using you for how you're benefiting them. So why not use them, too? At the end of the day, bro, I'm going to tell you all something funny. I got an email today. It's Black History Month. Got an email today. It says celebrate black history. It's a company communications email. So it's blasted out to everybody. Why? I scrolled down that entire email and I saw nine faces that were not black i'm just gonna put it fair i'm just gonna put <laughs> i'm just gonna put it frank like that it, it just is what it is i'm gonna call a spade a spade even somebody got an award they put a picture of a lady that got an award a caucasian lady like nothing wrong they probably do i don't know what the award was i know she probably does great work we love that but it's not her month it's black history month you can't find one story one like you know person that has made an impactful difference in this company's history or currently doing it like i'm one of two people in north america doing what i'm doing i didn't get a call or interview i mean black history month not over don't get me wrong but we're putting out all these news articles and publications we got to do better it's just corporate it's just they don't care so it's it's two-sided you feel me so you get to do cool things like they they let you get these cool experiences you get to go fly around the country like bro i probably didn't been to every state now outside like all the many tiny states that they decided to divide up in the northeast like all new new york and new hampshire vermont like autumn new hampshire all that connecticut them never been to that demographic region and i really don't want to unless it's the summer and i'm rich because it costs an arm and a leg i already know i've seen all the movies <laughs> but i think people got to realize like bro it's not all about money like you can get these experiences like through this job like through a career like these are things that i would have never thought that i was going to do let alone i mean do for free <laughs> like getting to do that on a company's dime bro come on now Come on, we took an ATV tour through literally the mountains and valleys of Oahu where Jurassic Park was shot. So imagine that first scene in Jurassic Park where they are literally like going through the mountains and valleys. Like, yeah, I was there <laughs> in person. So getting to do things like that, bro, I, you can't be mad at it. But then also you got to think like, bro, you can't put that on a resume. That's just something you got to experience and you got to charge that to the game because anything else like you're just going to feel like you're just getting annoyed if you take it personal because they don't – it's such a big – you work – when you in corporate, bro, if you work for a publicly traded company, it's so big that they probably – the CEO probably doesn't even know you exist. I mean, I even say probably. He doesn't. I'm going to put my 401K on it. I'm going to put my next check on every – I'm putting my whole apartment. I ain't even going to say house because I don't even own a house. <laughs> but you know what I mean that the CEO does not know you, does not know me. And 
I kind of like it that way because then if you I mean if you know me then I mean it might be having a problem I might not be doing too hot or I might be doing stellar man you never know you never know but I just think that people need to take with a grain of salt what they're being paid versus what the inflation rate is versus the cost of living where they're at versus the cost to buy a home everybody's in such a rush to buy a home bro if I was living near my parents I'd be living with my parents right now y'all this looks cool this is fun this is expensive but I gotta go do other things outside of my nine to five to go and make this happen to go and do this so this ain't just happening you feel me this ain't just me here just well it's kind of manifestation though you got to pray to God and really think that, like, where is God taking you? Where is God trying to challenge you? Because it's a challenge in life. Like, you got to think that it's never just going to get easier. Like, people think that life is going to get easier and it's going to get sweeter. Like, it'll probably will once you get more money. Once you get more money, you got to make harder decisions because you got to think, oh, am I supporting this person? Am I going to pay for this or that? Like, if you become wealthy, bro, everybody that's walking around you ain't wealthy. So, especially if you're giving off that signal that you are. Bro, I am... When I yeah, when I'm rich, I'm gonna wear this same outfit. I'm gonna rock my same clothes, my same garments. I'm not gonna change. You feel me? I might, you know, I probably don't even think my chains would be different. I probably actually, no, my Cuban works just fine. So I might, if my necklace breaks, I'll buy a new one. But other than that, like I'm not. What what's the material things for? I'd rather have some assets. I'd rather have something to my name, like bro. People live in apartments and drive like Lamborghinis and Ferraris and like want to go to Venice Beach and then go to it. I'm like, you can't be serious right now. You really can't be serious because if you are, I know you bugging. I know you're not for real about like growing and making a difference because you got to sacrifice at some point. Like after this, after I move out of here, I'm about to go slum it. It's things you should do in life. It's things that you should definitely go and experience and try. I can afford this. I love living here. I love doing it. But I know if I go and save an extra thousand or so a month, guess what I can do with a thousand or times twelve? That's twelve thousand, thirteen thousand dollars that you can go and invest. Probably put a down payment on the house if you want to do FHA loan. <laughs> uh, if you want to do an FHA, or you can definitely use that money to go and put a down payment on a house, and then that's just a start of saving expenses. Like once you're thinking about going out to eat, once you start thinking about like you know recreational expenses, like you going out and going joining clubs and bowling leagues, and you shopping and thrifting all the time, and gas. The, oh my gosh, the cost of gas is ridiculous. But <laughs> don't get me started. Utilities, like things like that, out here. It's a little different. I like it low key because the weather helps. Like you don't have to use as much. Um, you don't use really air conditioner in the summer. The weather's perfect. It's like 60 to 70, 80 degrees. It's never like 100 degrees out here. It's perfect. But spring, winter, yeah, you may need a little heat to kick on because the winter time, the, the nights be freezing. The mornings be frost jack frost. And, you know, in between, you may get lucky. It may be misting or it may just. It just be gray and cloudy outside, but rarely for the time that is the winter time here, which is a long winter. It's like seven months. It's raining, cold, misty, gray, ugly. Like it really is not. It's not attractive at all. But summertime out here is beautiful. It kind of reminds me of Minnesota, because um, you know it's the land of the lakes, and uh, they have some beauty out there. I ain't even gonna lie. I'm not even gonna lie. But you know. 
Living American dream is something that people will try to sell you just so you can continually stay in this capitalistic structure. People want you to just to be a consumer. That's all. Like, think of these name brands that you just love and die hard for. Nike, Ugg, Lululemon, just to name a few. I mean, don't get me started on Stanley Cups. <laughs> but, nah, if we talking for real, though, these companies have our society by a chokehold. It's because you trust the brand, you know what it represents, you know what status it also shows by purchasing said brand. So you feel like it gives you a certain, you know, look, regardless of if you admit it or not. You know it makes you feel good, you look good in it. So you're getting all the added benefits of wearing said product, utilizing said product, purchasing said service. So when you do that, you're enabling these companies to continually do what they're doing. So my advice, <laughs> invest in small businesses. You know, go find other options, go find alternative options that you can really go and find you know good service for i think we get caught up in just wanting to get the name brand get the fast stuff order off amazon like you know get it because it's convenient i'm guilty of it too don't get me wrong but i think it's just a cognizant choice that you have to make it's just really crazy to me what we're willing to buy because i mean we let them get away with so much that i mean i just don't think we are even aware of it at this point <laughs> like you think you need certain things every month when you really don't it's a want and it's not a need so i think you got to be able to discern between your wants and needs and really be honest with yourself like hold yourself accountable because you can save a lot of money doing that and I think we could really make a difference in how we're spending at these large corporations because, I mean, they're all publicly traded. They're all willing to go and do anything above and beyond to go make a buck. We know a lot of these foods that we're eating aren't the healthiest, aren't the best for us, full of preservatives. Why do you think everybody wants to go and start their own farm, start their own homestead? Everybody in this Gen Z, they talking like wants to go and just own land, get off grid and like cut ties from society they hate the government i hate the government you hate the government the government takes out so much of my taxes and don't give none of my money back even though they claim oh we're gonna give you money back bro do you realize what taxes are the government already didn't like taxes themselves so they cut ties from britain they threw all that tea they threw all that tea in the harbor you remember that what are we gonna do hmm what are we gonna do that's different because we don't like taxes we don't like what they're doing to us in taxes, but are we going to sit here and just keep taking it? More than likely, probably. We can't have one leader. I just want to let you know, you can't have one leader to an organization like this because if you do, you're done. <laughs> they just need one figurehead to go and pop off. But, bro, if it's just like an orchestrated design, like if we're all just going to go and make the wave happen at the same time and do the same thing in a similar way, think we can actually make a difference i think the people can actually make a difference for you know the future for the better what we really need so stop buying the american dream and uh <laughs> start making your own really do things that you like to do like chase dreams bro like go and travel go and see the world don't just want to settle down and just be in one area and then just buy a big house and then just be a consumer have kids and then have these dependents on your taxes now that sounds great once you have kids, bro, that's for life. It ain't just 18 years. Like, my dad's still worrying about the dumb stuff that I'm doing. <laughs> and he think it's dumb for me. It's like, you know, you got to try things. You got you really got to experience life so you can know. But also, life is not long enough for you to make every single bad choice. So you got to look at people around you. You got to learn from other people's experiences as well. That's why your network is, is possible. Your network is the best thing that you can utilize. Your network is your network. So 
get to know more people, <laughs> get to listen to more people. I think we get caught up in trying to go and tell everybody our story, but we don't open our ears. Like we have two ears for a reason, one mouth, two eyes. You're supposed to be observant with your eyes, listen with your ears, and then you can respond when you've spoken to, when it's needed, when it's necessary. But I think we just get caught up in thinking that our opinion needs to be heard. Our voice needs to matter. Your voice matters, it does, because the person is, opening up to you and giving you said information regardless of who you're connecting to doesn't matter the information they're opening up and connecting to you because they think that you would relate to the information they think that you would understand what they are saying so they value your opinion yes just let them get it out <laughs> just let them get it out and hear them listen to understand instead of listening to respond and i think you'll go a long way but Hey, like I said, stop trying to buy the American dream and go make your own. Do what you want to do in this life. And anything that's trying to slow you down is just the devil. So I appreciate y'all for tuning in to another episode of the Trending Topics podcast series. Season two, we off to a fast start. Hey, I'm looking forward to the next episode already, but stay tuned. Love y'all. Peace. Trending. Don't you dare run from it, there's no boogeyman It ain't coming to hurt you, I think acceptance is somewhat of a virtue To look your truth dead in the face without trying to escape the regret or disgrace I write these words aimlessly, but not without hope That somehow I'll stumble on something that's dope A clever little line, a thought to provoke myself in that listener digging for quotes Hello don't even know if somebody gonna hear this got so many songs they get lost in the endless folders of the hard drive i wish i was more fearless because i just say fuck it and dump all the music for niggas that hate it and niggas that use it as fuel to push them through long nights at school right